0: Welcome to Shoot the Breeze, a series on a podcast that celebrates the messiness of life, relationships, and Christianity, featuring my wife Lacey and myself, Nathan. It's creatively titled because it will be just us shooting the breeze, uh, sometimes with guests, while occasionally saying something important. We hope you enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Hi.
1: Hello. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Good to see you.
0: It's good to see you again. This yeah. is a take two <laughs> because I wasn't recording the first take. so
1: <laughs> I have to appear as cheerful as, as the first take. Exactly. That's so where my acting skills come in. Acting, well, Such great acting skills. Thank you. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, this, I actually don't. I don't have very good acting skills at all. They're kind of terrible.
0: This is the issue with producing your own podcast is you don't have a producer to think of things for you. What does a producer and,
1: for a podcast do?
0: Do you see all the technical stuff I'm doing? Yeah. That's literally their job.
1: They do that without the be, talking?
0: Yeah. The hosting? It'd be fantastic to just be coming in here and going, all right, Mr. Steele, are you ready to do your podcast? And I'd be like, absolutely, I'm so ready. See, and I just so in? take
1: it for granted that yeah. you do all of the things that I don't actually think Here's, about how they no, get done. I exa- <laughs> Exactly. I'm being real with you, like, so
0: you're able to just pop in here and be like, "I right. got my coffee, I got my creamer, right. let's talk." And I'm like,
1: okay. "It's kind of like how I you,
0: had to prepare the coffee. I got my right. studio going. I got the mic. the okay, You know, mics are I feel set. like I
1: can relate a little bit. It's kind of like how you come home and always think there's going to be food for you in the refrigerator, or possibly cooked, or like
0: that is your you know? job. <laughs>
1: Woman. Oh nice, keep it coming. Woman. Come on, keep going. Speaking, I wanna know.
0: Speaking of sandwiches, <laughs> did you break <bring> mine? Whoa.
1: <laughs> no, I did not. I did not.
0: I was gonna make a feminist
1: joke. Do it, I dare you. Okay. Ready? Is it the clock one? Because that's the only one you know.
0: No, I I know worse ones.
1: Because the clock one is um you don't remember it? Women don't need to wear watches. Do you know why? Because there's a clock on the oven.
0: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> See, it sounds better coming from you.
1: you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's really too hot to cook in the oven right now. It's, you know, so the joke doesn't work. There, in your face. <laughs>
0: No, there's a worse one that I, I have. Don't,
1: don't. I won't. Don't do it. No. So what are we going to talk about today? I don't even, I literally walked in here. So I want to ask. Made myself a coffee and I don't even know what we're going to talk about. Where did that coffee come from? It came from workers in like South Africa or. Nope, it
0: came from me. I <laughs> did made you? you the coffee. <laughs> did I you? got the podcast ready. I got the mic set. I did these things. Oh babe, just like oh
1: my gosh, what is that when sound? I get home. Oh, oh, oh. It's your parade! Oh my gosh, look at that flow! Oh gosh, I'm so that's amazing. That's so beautiful, look. right? Look at that! Oh, do you see the parade I threw for you? It's so vibrant.
0: I don't like parades. Oh, I do like when they throw candy though. Um, okay. <laughs> My The question the question or the thought I had for today's podcast mm-hmm. um, is I want you to tell me, Lacey, this is not a trick question, don't, mm. so there's no right answer, okay? But I want you to tell me, what season do you feel like you and I are in?
1: Nathaniel, currently I feel like we are in Summer. Did I did I win?
0: I'm gonna throw you it's, a similar parade. It's
1: very hot and somewhat humid. And it has been for a while. So I feel very confident in answering summer. We are in summer. It is also July, so summer. All right. Yes.
0: So let me rephrase the question. Okay, do it. In more of a Christianese.
1: Style. I felt like season was a Christianese. Okay. Was.
0: I can't rephrase it more Christianese than that. <laughs> what season doth the Lord have us? In?
1: The Lord doth say it's summer as well.
0: <laughs> doth? Doth. doth? Doth. Doth. Doth.
1: D-O-T-H. I know, doth. but is it doth? Doth. We're gonna have to check the dictionary again on this one. Okay. I know what you're trying to say. I know. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time because it's fun for me. <laughs> As the producer okay. of this podcast. Great. <laughs> <Right. laughs> I think, okay, I need more clarification. Season in our family, season in um, our ministry, season in our personal walk. I, I mean, from... Marriage. So, I mean, there's a lot of categories true. that we could I, veer off into.
0: Let's start, oh yeah, because I guess... To me, I feel like there's an overarching season, but I I'm generally more curious or more interested in like what you your thoughts are. So let's start with our marriage because I feel like that's the positive one,
1: <laughs> that's the happy one. That's good. That's like a clue for what I was supposed to say. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good clues. Got good. it. No, I I don't have any preconceived ideas with this, but I feel like this is the direction that we should go.
1: Okay. So in our marriage, actually. Um, feel like we are in a really connected place mm-hmm. and I like to say that I have always felt that way the past 16 years but there's definitely been times I've not less, <laughs> um, less connection yes less not as much no I feel super connected and I feel like we are in the same pa- are on the same page in our parenting on the same page in our goals Um, for cultivate we're in our same we're i keep saying in the same page
0: on the same page we're
1: on the same page i mean we could
0: be in the same we page could be if in we're... the same
1: page as well if we're like it's in a book um
0: i was thinking gosh. never ending story you know how they yes. he like literally actually goes into the book
1: i am driving myself insane saying with how off topic i'm getting right now i need to Turn back into my focus. We have ADD
0: so. friends who are not as bad <laughs> as you. I know.
1: I don't know what my problem is. I've been hanging out with my ADD daughter.
0: Good thing we're not in like a sports bar. You'd be like, "Oh, what's the what
1: is that? What's going on?"
0: No, I'm not. I don't. I actually hate sports bars for that reason. Too much going on.
1: Um. Okay. So, marriage check, ministry check, same page, same direction. Um. I also feel that spiritually it's funny because as we compare notes or talk about where we're at in our yeah. just what the lord's talking to us in our devotions <laughs> it's very similar like both of you and i had a very similar devotion this morning out of two yeah. different um books that we're reading yeah and so i thought that was really interesting so and that honestly when we are on the same page it's confirming to me
0: yeah
1: um I think those two areas, parenting and ministry primarily because in parenting, um, some, and I'll use a phrase I really like, especially wired kids, um, are differently wired kids. Yeah. Um, you can hear all this stuff and study all this stuff and try all this stuff and, kind of go back to the drawing board and figure out what's working and what's not. It's constant experimentation. Right. Yeah. Right. And so (laughs) sometimes I'll be experimenting on something and you'll be like not on board at all. And so that'll make me question, oh, is this wrong? Or is it just not something that the the Lord's been speaking to you about? You know what I mean? Like it's always that balancing. And so I honestly have felt that I've been trying a lot of stuff lately or um, trying to be consistent with different things. And I yeah. felt like you have been completely not only on board with that, but um, participating and engaged with that. I kind of got lost in this question. But with the parenting aspect, yeah. when we're on the same page, it can feel so big. It can feel so overwhelming that it's such confirmation when you're saying, no, oh, the Lord's telling me this. And I'm, I'm able to affirm that. With the ministry side of things, oh, gosh, guys, um, you know, I I have been in some form or shape of ministry my entire adult life, for better or worse, if you like that or not. That's just the reality of where the Lord's had me mm-hmm. and Nathan. We've both yeah. been in ministry and we've had the real joy. I mean, it has been joy to work side by side with my husband um, for the majority of that in different facets we've we've been anything from youth ministry to media ministry to yeah. discipleship and freedom i mean all different teaching um yeah all different things it's
0: can you believe it's been for both of us almost for you almost 20 years yeah i like 15 years of
1: yeah and so ministry? yeah
0: i can't believe that
1: you oh. can you can get this vision <clears throat> Of where you want to go or this vision the Lord gives you, and you can be running at that. Yeah. And then it's not that the Lord changes the vision. It's just that the things that you've kind of padded it with in your own mind, it becomes clear where you've padded it and where the Lord actually was talking. Right. Right. Yeah. So when I was, and this is just an example. When I was 18, um, and I'm I'm just gonna throw this out there. I am a charismatic. So if you're not used to that yet on this podcast, just so
0: you know, if if my wife being a charismatic is a surprise to you, <laughs> right? You must be just tuning into exactly. this episode. So
1: I believe in prophecy. And um, <laughs> so when I was 18, though, in one of the more, yeah, you just have those. I don't know. You have those moments with the Lord that are more significant than others. They're just, and it's not that his, you know, he's talking more, I did something different. It's just, it had, it carries greater significance and it's stuck with me for a long time. But this was, um, when I was 18 and I had a word spoken over me and it was, you know, I was all angsty when I was 18, super angsty. And, um, at the time, you know, just trying to i actually- actually, I take that back. I knew exactly what I was going to do. I was mm. still a teenager, so there had to be some angst in there. but right. I knew exactly what I was going to go do, and I knew exactly where I was going to go and how I was going to accomplish it. I didn't have a lot of um confusion at all i I've never struggled with confusion before <laughs> before i started <laughs> in ministry um <laughs> nope. i was very confident very. and um i was going to go into politics mm-hmm. and i was going to go into if it wasn't politics it was some form of leadership very right. um but i love politics specifically and so i had received a prophecy and it was very impactful it was very evident that the lord was in this it was physically overwhelming it was spiritually just very confirming and the, the word was that i was going to be able to um, go places and reach people that other people could not and at the time i was thinking well that makes perfect sense you know i'm going to be in political arena i'm going to be mm-hmm. able to have authority in areas other people are not you know i had thought through you know the idea of the path of becoming an an ambassador. You know what I mean? Like just in that regard, I'm thinking, wow, of course, that's what the Lord's saying. Exactly. Right. And so then six months later, the Lord had completely turned my future on its head. That's when I became angsty. That's when I didn't know what I was doing or where (laughs) I was going, but it became clear that I was supposed to release all these things I was so confident about, but that didn't change the prophecy. It was still something that was spoken over me.
0: Yeah.
1: So in my life, I've seen how that has played out in different ways. Mm. But it wasn't what I was thinking at the time because I hadn't I didn't have any experience with that. I didn't have any any frame of reference. Yeah. And so I was using my own frame of reference, my own experiences, my own desires almost to pad that word. Whereas now I can look back at that and go, "Wow. I I had no idea this is what he had for me." And so all that to say that as you move out into, I mean, not just ministry, Mm -hmm. I think it's intensified a little bit more in ministry just because you want to minister to people. So (laughs) you're like extra careful, but, um, that as you follow the Lord, there's just this, um, constant going back to him saying, Hey, what do you what do you have for me number 1 number 2 how do i how do i obey how do i obey you on what i think you're telling me yeah and so when you're married and your spouse is with you on that or you're both receiving similar words it is pure joy yeah. because it's a it's a com- not only is it a confirmation but it's a partner yeah and so i feel um even though we have a lot of unknowns and there's a lot of things that we're not sure about in other areas of the ministry or things haven't, like I said, we, we padded it in a certain way when, you know, we started this thing and we thought we heard the Lord in certain areas and it's turned out completely different. Right. But we're on the same page in (coughs) where we feel like the Lord's leading us. And there's a lot of contentment in that. Did I, did I go too confusing with all of that? I mean,
0: so I do, I do have a question for you. Right. A clarifying one. You said there's pure joy in recognizing that you and I are on the same page. Then I guess the question I have with that is how come then there's been times of being so difficult and not not enjoying what God is ask, calling us to? And I'm thinking specifically Because it's
1: it's just what I was saying is we have these expectations
0: okay.
1: of what it's supposed to look like. And so let
0: me ask you this, what was it, let me, so looking at the next year ahead, okay,
1: mm-hmm.
0: for for us, I'll say two and a half years ago, Lacey, what should next year look like? Like, what would you perceive it to be? Like, two and a half years ago, Lacey, looking at this next year ahead, what would it be for you?
1: Oh, well, you're asking me that? Yeah. What did I want it to be? Yep, yep. Um... I think there is always a part of me that wants to get so secure that I don't have to trust God anymore. Okay. Like, if I'm being honest with myself, sure. I, I feel like the Lord's addressed a lot of that. So what that would mean where we were at two and a half years ago is I would want our, you know, I would want a certain amount of people in our to be active or participating or... Mm-hmm you know, part of cultivate. Mm -hmm. I would want a certain amount of monthly income. Mm -hmm. I would want,
0: um, what would you want to be doing?
1: Passive stuff, income stuff happening. You know what I mean? Like books and all that kind of stuff. I, I personally would love to be ministering more like what I consider to be valuable ministry, like meeting with more people. Yeah. Yeah. On a regular basis and writing, you know, like, tons of stuff all the time. Just, like, content, content, content. Like, that's what I would say is... (laughs) Content, (laughs) analytics, finances. Boom, 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 boom. Right. Like, just firing all the way and and everybody being, you know, it being proved in numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, because that's the...
0: Our phone's ringing off the hook.
1: Oh, yeah. And... (laughs) (laughs) I actually... Even though that was my (laughs) that was my vision of what success would look like, I can't handle that. Hold hold on, hold on. Wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. You're giving away the punchline. You're giving away the spoiler. (laughs) Just wait, just wait, just wait. wait. So now, okay, looking at your next year, (laughs) tell me what your next year looks like for you.
1: (laughs) Um being faithful with My homeschooling my children. So, and being faithful means being really engaged with where they're at. Mm -hmm. Not just getting curriculum done, but being really engaged with where they're at. Um, Being consistent Mm -hmm. every week with what I feel the Lord wants me to focus on that day, that hour. Right? Mm -hmm. Being really consistent, but also... Planning, like being planned. Yeah. The that's my primary yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, secondary is the Lord has opened door a door for me to be writing. Yeah. I and I want to be doing that. I've been talking about it for five years. So and I've done stuff here and there, but nothing yeah. really because yeah. um, I think I get. Um, distracted and also overwhelmed. And that's the easiest thing to push to the side. Yeah.
0: So to go from what you two and a half years ago, Lacey, those expectations, to what your expectations are today, what are things that you've had to release? Like, what are things that you've had to let go of that were meaningful to you?
1: Okay, I'm going to backtrack a little okay. bit. I think... The the question you're asking is, what did I have to release that was meaningful to me? And I think what's been revealed to me is the things I thought were meaningful were actually yeah. not meaningful. Yes. They were just... Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm going to be real honest. I've always been somebody who wants to be an achiever. Yeah. yeah or not be an achiever. <laughs> I want to be an achiever. I've always been an achiever, I've always wanted to achieve more and I've always had a certain standard of what an achiever looks like. Yeah. So I have been through various things I've tried to make careers out of other than ministry, and I've not had a lot of success in them. And so then I think with the content, right, the content creation, yeah. specifically the writing, I feel like the Lord does have that for me, but I think I have been so focused on it being a achievement thing like Mm. my life is worth something i am able to put content out into the world i'm able to take these things the lord taught me and make them um
0: financially successful financially
1: successful recognizable
0: and able to be more
1: than just a mom yeah and i don't i'll unpack that but um those things were my Earmarks of success. They also would. I mean, if I was a if I was able to bring in income from those things and I could Mm -hmm. finally get security. Right. Because my security was focused on production. Right. Not the father not just the presence of the Father. right? And so that was a major thing that had to shift in my mind and my heart because nothing about our marriage and our life (laughs) together has been secure. Nothing. And I just had this... I don't know. Like I said, I had this idea... That finally we reach this point of success, and sure. then it'd be like, bye, l- bye, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> we got this. Thanks so much. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Yeah. and that's not that's not what relationship is.
0: Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. This is one of the many resources we make available for free at our website, cultivaterelationships.com. Our resources have helped people grow in their relationship with god and others uh, we've seen people set free from uncontrollable anger and paralyzing fear we've witnessed estranged family members be reunited after working through our freedom booklet we've helped people build healthy relationship and coping habits through our coaching videos and all of these resources are made available for free because of the generous support of people like you If you would like to become a partner, please visit CultivateRelationships.com slash support. Now, I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode.
1: I Google weird things sometimes, and one of them was like...
0: (laughs) You're a researcher, though.
1: yeah, Yeah, to a fault. Like, I think it was on, like, how do you know if you're having a midlife crisis or something like that, right? And it was actually one of those, it was like a nothing article. But he said something that really stuck with me. He goes, you know what? Don't worry too much if people remember you. Because honestly, there's only a few people every so often, every, so, you know, every generation that are remembered. And those are usually the bad guys. Like the really <laughs> terrible dictators. Yeah. They're really remembered. And I was like, that's right really really true like you know what i mean like not that we don't remember good people but if you look back in the pages of history the bad guys definitely pop up a lot more in your memory than the good guys and so that just made me laugh and it made me kind of think about it like what am i even (laughs) trying to accomplish
0: It's it's like the the big distinction between like people of note Versus notorious people. Right. <laughs> people of note, I can't think of.
1: Right. And, and so the question <laughs> then doesn't become, am I making a difference? Like, I remember this exercise they made us do in Master's Commission. It was so stupid. They had us, like, cut out a little tombstone. You know what I mean? Uh, and then... I want
0: to insert a parenthetical thought. <laughs> Please go back to our cultish episode <laughs> to get a background <laughs> of why this story is psychotic. Go
1: ahead. You had to, like... Cut out your own grave and then write on there like what you are gonna be remembered for, and it's so performance. That's so performance, right? There are seven billion people in the world, so I had I did this shift of like all the way from I need to be remembered to there's 7 billion people, who am I, right? Like, I'm such an extreme person. I was telling Nathan, I'm finally having enough (laughs) self-realization to realize how extreme I am. It's like either I'm needing to be remembered or...
0: Don't remember me at all. I can
1: never be remembered for anything, (laughs) anywhere. Um,
0: Both you and I have have a pushback on the tombstone thing. What are people going to say about you? I don't know. I'll be dead. But I will do what God's asked me to do.
1: Right. (laughs) <laughs> or, or the whole thing, the other thing in masters they always said is, I just want to make Jesus smile. I just want to make him smile, which is action-based.
0: Well, performance.
1: It's performance-based, yeah. right? It's
0: like a good... It's, it's a like striving. a striving. It's like a boss going, job well done.
1: Right. Where, I mean, the fact remains that we, as right now, where mm-hmm. I'm sitting right now, the Lord is completely and utterly in love with me. And proud of me like and that is the thing that I am able to work from and pour out of it's not getting to that place right because that's a totally different you make decisions differently you have different motivation depending on where your starting point is and so basically the last 20 years has been the Lord kind of opening my eyes to that (laughs) to that fact you know so here we are I have the tombstone thing over here and then the 7 billion people thing over here. And I'm trying to find my footing in all of it. And the Lord's just really highlighted to me that there are very specific people that I can't get out of my life that are constantly in my life. That Those, those people are who yeah. he wants me to be ministering to. And, um, I remember just being like, well, everybody does that that's just boring and not memorable right Mm -hmm. but if my goal is being remembered by other people then that's that that motivation thing right it's not about obedience it's about me and recognition and performance right right um so so yeah so all of that the lord's Really worked at in different arenas because I keep picking it up in different ways. Like, right? <laughs> how about this one? Right. You know, that, right. this right. would be great. And so now that I finally have most of that worked out of me, I'm not going to say all of it because that'll bite me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But most of that worked out of me. Yeah. I feel like the Lord's like, okay, now you can you can do these things. You know, yeah. you can go after that because there's no yeah identity hooked to it. Yeah. So
0: it's interesting. It's with that I was I was thinking about how. Um, you know, it's a Christianese term, seasons, but I think God has given us seasons for you know, like seasons: summer, winter, fall, for a reason. And I think it's a pattern that He sets up seasons of the week, right? Work six days, rest the seventh. I think He's given us that as a pattern to say, listen, whether you're having a, you're in a good, a fruitful season. Or you feel like it's a dry and desolate season that God is. If you're in that desolate season saying, listen, (laughs) fruit will come out of it, right? Like there's going to be a season of fruit. This is not the end. This is not the final, right? And if you're in a fruitful season, I think it's the fruitful season is the outcome of those dry seasons right oh yeah it's it's not you know oftentimes i hear people say i'm in a good season i'm just waiting for the the shoe to drop you know something bad to happen and that's a very pessimistic very disappointing uh i think perspective and i i we i've lived that what coffee coffee yeah go ahead you know we've we've lived in that disappointment but you know one thing I was gonna say I drink a lot of. it. <laughs> <laughs> you probably don't know. <laughs> Teeny tiny. <laughs> no, but I think you know part of the part of that is recognizing, and you and I have had this talk. We have area, we do have areas of our life where we feel very fruitful, very um, content in. Like we were saying, our marriage. Um, I know individually, we're finding our contentment in what God has for us. Um, you know, for you looking at homeschooling, looking at not what, what you and I, or what you and I have defined as like cultivate, this is our ministry, you know, but God has you very specifically in homeschooling and he has me in doing things that I'm, you and I both know are not my natural gifting.
1: Well, (laughs) kind of to go back to what you were saying about how seasons of fruitfulness come out of... Hard seasons, right? Yeah. Um, a few years ago, we were given a word over both of us <clears> that, um, that we were gonna have peace and not pressure, yeah. that we weren't gonna live under pressure anymore. And it, the pressure that we were living under was from a bunch of different things from yeah. the stuff with our kids to the stuff with Nathan's health to
0: your own health,
1: my own health to ministry, to starting some, I mean, transitioning our whole life, 4,000 yeah. miles into an unknown place, you know, cause that was right when we were wrestling with all of that. And the word was peace and not pressure. And it actually, it, I, I would say it took the past four years for that really to, yeah materialize because of my mindset of what was supposed to, what was peace was supposed to look like, I guess, which was the same picture of what success was supposed to look like. Peace (laughs) peace was supposed to look at me no longer needing to trust God, you know? And it's funny how we, we do that. We, we just think I will finally be at peace when my income is at this level. My emotional health is at this level. My physical health is at this level. My relationships are at this level. I will finally have peace. Yeah. And so it's like getting that word and thinking, okay, that's what God's going to do. He's going to align all those things so I can be at peace. Right. And none of that happened. And it was it was like, well, is that word still true? And I think we had to walk a hard road. Not because God is mean, but because God wanted to show me all of those things can be in really terrible places and I can still have peace. Yeah. And I think that that is so much more um, precious than everything coming to alignment because then my faith and my hope are in all of these things staying yeah. in place. And then I have all this <clears throat> anxiety about how everything's going to stay in that place, right? Yeah. And so... I and we were just talking about the other day how f- for the first time I finally feel like I have peace in whatever circumstance we're in. Yeah. And um it's but, that
0: it's that peace that passes um, understanding, right? right? That it's a it's a peace that is not based in our circumstance. And You know, both you and I feel very much that we're in a season of peace and desperate faith. Right. Right. And they're they're currently going hand in hand.
1: (laughs) So, you know, I just I feel like I need to throw a question out there for people listening is what in your life needs to change circumstantially for you to have peace? Yeah. What needs to change? And if it's something physical yeah. and something circumstantial, then you know that your security is in the wrong place. I mean, cool. that is my challenge because whenever I think to myself, if such and such were just in a different place, yeah, then I could have peace.
0: If our bank account.
1: Right. I mean that's the easiest one to go to, right. Like yeah. then we would have peace. Or and I mean you really you can scale that. Yeah. However you want. I mean, if my children were just doing well, then I could have peace. And, you know, that that's, you know, the finance thing the Lord's been working on. And then we moved to the kids thing. And that was my challenge last week is no matter how my kids are deciding to live their life, <laughs> where am I going to be at? Yeah. And where am I going to be at in my not just mental health, but also my um, emotional availability because I tend to get really drained emotionally and I don't want to engage right? right. And so yeah. th- there's <coughs> there is different areas of our life that the Lord will kind of poke at and be like, "Hey, so what <laughs> what needs to change for you to have peace emotionally? What yeah. needs to change for you to have peace physically? What needs to change for you to have, you know, peace mentally?" And like I said, if it's anything that's circumstantial, then we are Turn the wrong yeah. direction. I
0: was going to say, you know what's interesting is, um, like, on am the subject of peace and, like, dealing in anxiety, right? Because mm-hmm. oftentimes people are like, well, no, I'll find peace in this thing over here. But they're so anxious about getting to that thing.
1: Oh, right? yeah, 100%. Like, bedtime? Yeah. I love getting to bedtime. It's my favorite part of the day.
0: Because that's when you have peace. <laughs> 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 no, it was... I was talking to a friend of mine recently and they were saying, you know, the the question of like peace had come up and we were talking about, you know, what, what, what do you think God's doing in our lives for peace? And they'd made the statement that, yeah, I think God's leading me to peace by doing all these things. (laughs) And so we were just talking about that and kind of like came down to. No, those are the things that are bringing you anxiety, not peace, you know, but I think that's the thing is I know for myself, I've defined like our ministry, if I could just minister, I'll be at peace because I'm doing what God's called me to do. And so I have to do ministry this way. And as long as people are connecting to our ministry through these means, and then I'll have peace because I'll be doing things that I, God's asked me to do. Now I have to organize everything to get those things done, and I'm losing sleep at night because the finances aren't coming in, and this you know, this website it, it crashed, and then like our videos aren't working you know like right. we we I know for myself i've misdefined misdefined peace as doing what God's asked me to do or what i what, what we would call our calling
1: i I don't think okay. Doing what God's asked us to do uh, goes hand in hand with my yoke, my burden, yeah. is not heavy. Right. Right. That pairs together. So but what I, has God, I mean, ultimately, what has God asked us to do? Trust him.
0: Yeah. No, I know that's, that's what I'm saying is that I've misdefined
1: Piece. Oh yeah, 100. As, as
0: as long as I'm doing, because we just, as long as I'm producing just, videos, as long as I'm meeting with right. people, as long as I'm doing these things that, you know,
1: it's it's like the image of somebody grabbing the baton from the Lord and being like, I got it from here, you know, but, like that that idea. But honey,
0: I want God to say, well done, good and faithful. I know,
1: servant. right? I know. <laughs> Me too. Um, but no. It, no, I was, know what you're saying. Okay, so I'm thinking of, you know, how everybody loves to talk about how the Lord takes care of the sparrow. They love that. It's so poetic. It's so beautiful. It's just, like, really picturesque. But no one wants to be the sparrow, right? Yeah, like, nobody. flittering around, just just trusting the Lord for their next meal. Like, the, no, we want it all, like, stored up for winter, ready to go for us. Not.
0: You know what that reminds me of? What? Here's what's interesting is, do you remember when you were gardening? And you were pulling up all the big, big, like, weeds that had come up. I
1: do remember that, yes.
0: And how, no, no, no. And how many birds came down to grab oh, yeah. off of what you're picking up? It's interesting because it's like the birds, the week before you started gardening, I didn't know where grass was going to come from. Well, then you started gardening. Grass came. But it's that type of stuff. Well, and that's
1: what I'm trying to say is yeah. that, that, people focus on the provision of the Lord, but not really what living like a sparrow is going to look like. Like it's not going to, it's not going to be all laid out all nice and neat and controllable.
0: Okay. So in our prayers, you and I, we've been praying about different things and it goes along with what we're saying. Okay. So I'm not changing subjects, but one of the most profound things God has spoken to us Especially this last week, right? We were talking about finances. We're talking about budgeting, all of this. You and I, specifically, are called to a very unique journey. Neither of us uh, pull paychecks from a predictable job. Mm -hmm. And you and I were talking about budgets. And you and I were talking about how it would be very nice to be able to budget X, Y, and Z, our finances. And the word God gave us was that you can't budget manna and it goes with your what you're saying about Mm -hmm. the sparrows is that the sparrow doesn't budget its food it doesn't budget where the nests are being made
1: right and i and i think you know not that we're anti-budgeting at all but the (laughs) the concept being that the provision from the lord the thing that you're needing from the lord that you can't, you know what, budget I'm, that,
0: you know what, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give any caveats no, on I, this, I, I you am, and I, are...
1: I am, because that <laughs> applied to us, but other yeah. people, that might apply to rest, yeah, right, yeah, like, well, I can't take the rest I need now, because what if I don't have it later, right, do you know what I mean, right. and that, that concept, I think, applies in so many different ways, that um that, that manna, that provision from the Lord for the day, for the moment, because yeah. we're so busy living in the future so often that we don't just receive what the Lord has for us in that day. Yeah. And um
0: well we miss out on it because of anxiety because we're worrying about literally tomorrow.
1: Right. right? And and but yeah, you're you're right. For us that was a specific word about our yeah. finances. Yeah. And it was and the Lord has been so creative, and faithful with us for so many years. I mean, and I've probably told this story before, and it's really tacky, but it's hilarious because my children have grown up under divine provision. So much so (laughs) that when a card comes in the mail, I open it up and they look at me and they go, how much? Because they just really (laughs) expect there to be like a miraculous check in there. And there is so many times. They're just so, it's their normative is living in the miracles. And that is what has Yeah. That's what sustained us. Yeah. Right? And sometimes you're like, I don't want to live on mana anymore. I would like to live in a predictable you know what I mean? But nothing is. Nothing is. Even if it's all a mirage, even if you think it is, it's
0: Yeah, even if you have a secure job, secure.
1: Secure, defined secure, especially under this administration, you know what I'm saying?
0: (laughs) You went political, not me. Not me. Okay. Um, you know, with a uh, uh, word God had given us, uh, we were, we were missionaries at a Bible school at the time, but do you remember the word? Cause I think you remember it better than I do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to butcher it, but it was the priests didn't have an inheritance
1: mm-hmm. that the
0: Lord was their inheritance, right. that they were called to a special, a unique thing. And you even see that in the new Testament where there are men and women of God who are called to a unique thing, right? It, not to, It's not a better thing or a less a less than thing. That's not at all what the New Testament's saying, but it, they're called to a unique thing. And I think especially those of us who have been called into uh, vocational ministry, all, like whatever term you want to use, that oftentimes we can get stuck in looking at other people going well how come they get this how come they get to have that how come they can find their peace in whatever right and going back to recognition of no my inheritance is the Lord Mm -hmm. that's what Hebrews talks about about you know don't store up for yourself money and then basically he's saying I am your provision you don't have to trust in money, trust in me that's what you have <clears throat> and I think, you know, especially those you know, listening who are in ministry and recognizing that you have been called to a unique thing again, not a better thing or a worse thing than anyone else but a unique thing right. and that idea of inheritance being God your provision not being able to be budgeted, your Recognition that uh, there's a unique faith that you've been invited into. Okay, so with the idea of the season that we're in, um, where do you see? Like, what are your thoughts on where do you see God, what's God doing, like, in our, with us?
1: I, I Honestly, I think I've already, I've already hit on that. I think he is giving to me the ability to be at peace hmm. in any and all circumstances. And that, I don't know, I just think that's so valuable. How do you, okay, so then... If that's the case,
0: Lacey, it doesn't seem very um, productive. It doesn't mm-hmm. seem like you're doing a whole lot, Lace. Like you're just staying at home.
1: Right.
0: How do you deal with that?
1: How do you deal right. with? How do you deal with the people who are? And my like, husband is being so. the, the devil's advocate here. Um, <laughs> so um, that's not how he hey, feels. Hey, so what are
0: you doing? What do you? Uh, what are you up to? I know. Well, and I no, no, no. I'm I'm playing the devil's advocate, but I feel that as well for me. Like, in what I'm doing, I'm like, oh, man, I don't... I'm not really producing a lot. Right. So, like, what do we do with that?
1: Right. And I guess... How am I spending my time? You know, how am I... What are my goals? All of those are really, like, motivating questions, and they're really good and valuable, Mm -hmm. and I'm the kind of person that loves to revisit that and look at that and Mm -hmm. watch videos and listen to people. and (laughs) You know, I, I love that. And what's actually hard for me is being consistent and being content in the mundane. Hmm. Right. And that is exactly what the Lord has for me right now is I want, and I don't mean that critically for people that are, like Nathan. Nathan's perfect example of somebody who loves every day to be really predictable. Oh, it's so magical. And very <laughs> structured. Yes. And yes. I'm like, let's do a strategy session. We haven't done that in a while, you know? And let's work on that for a while. And I, get, just,
0: I get overwhelmed and paralyzed. Right.
1: And I already have enough things to do. <laughs> right. We, and we, so we worked really well together in that regard. But the Lord has been stretching me in creating predictability in my home for very specific reasons. And I'm, I'm not going to get into them right now, yeah. but that has been very stretching to me. Somebody who loves to accomplish things, that's not an accomplishment based no. system. And so what I look at in my accomplish my accomplishment uh, barometer right now is have I been obedient today? So for example, I was challenged this week with, um, I have this new planner I'm using, and one of the things that it says is, what is your relational goals?
0: Hold on real quick. Guys, my wife is using the planner. (laughs) I know. I'm pretty excited about that. So
1: anyway, (laughs) I'm using this planner, and it's, what's your relationship goals? And I kept writing down uh, what it was. And then every day I would just ignore doing it because – I was working on my planning, right? Like, <laughs> this sounds stupid. But I just had excuses for why I didn't want to do it. And then today, it's it's like the Lord was like, okay, today. Today's what, that's what your focus is going yeah. to be. And you're not going to get yeah. done what you want to get done. Because even the thing the Lord has me get done or be consistent in now is become achievement-based because that is the way my mind works. And it is <laughs> just exhausting. And so the Lord's like, no stop today you're going to focus on this person and that's all you're going to do and um so i can go to bed tonight knowing i was obedient yeah and i'm okay with that how
0: okay so now i'm going to speak on the other end of the spectrum okay Mm-hmm. lace i know i feel like what god's asked of me but i know in other people's eyes i'm going to be a failure I know in other people's eyes, um, they're gonna judge that I'm not being productive. Right I'm and not I, doing that. right.
1: And I get that. People ask me that like <clears throat> and I think sometimes it's just genuine confusion. Like they, they have these assumptions about what I should be doing or you know, well my kids are your kids' age and they don't need that and you know, and mm-hmm. and I they don't understand. They're not yeah. going to understand, but it's not my responsibility to make them understand. And I have to just release that. I have to release their judgment of me. I have to release their expectations of me. And I have to be honest with myself and the Lord about why I care so much. Because hmm. if it it's, I want to <laughs> be perceived, I 100% want to be perceived as somebody who is extremely, <laughs> uh, like...
0: Productive, productive,
1: and and not lazy. I remember when I was a kid, people used to say "lazy, lazy," and I would just want to beat the crap out of them. I hated (laughs) it so much because they could only think of "lazy" to rhyme with lazy. and I was that is not who I am, you know. And I had one guy. I had one guy at camp one time. I think it was third grade. He was like one of those um, characters, you know, they hire for camp to come, and he started taunting me with that from stage.
0: Are you serious? Yeah, he
1: wasn't very good at his job and i just remember i started sobbing and sobbing and i had to leave and he had to come find me after and apologize and
0: what did he think was going to happen
1: i don't know i had a lot of examples in my childhood of public humiliation from adults like i don't <laughs> you, i don't you know do. why i do yeah um i was thinking of the bus one the too the bus one was really bad yeah when i was um I think I was five. That's, that's why you have to produce this so that you're not perceived that way. So when I was five. Hold on, I'm getting revelation right now. Okay, I got to tell this story because it's so bad. It's good. <laughs> I was on my way to kindergarten. I was bringing my doll to show and tell. And I get on the bus. And this is a true story. The bus driver looks at me and starts taunting me and goes, Does Lacey have a baby doll? Does she like playing with babies? And then she Takes my baby doll from me and puts it up in the air and turns to the rest of the bus and starts taunting again. So all the kids are laughing at me and mocking me and I just start sobbing. And then she takes the baby doll, puts it out the window and starts twirling around and goes, Does baby wanna die? Does baby, is baby gonna die? What a psycho. Yeah, a complete psycho. So I'm just like inconsolable. This isn't the start of the school day. So I get home that day and tell my mom who my mom is not a con She, at the time, she wasn't confrontational at all. Like, to the point she wouldn't even call a pizza. Like, (laughs) call for pizza. Yeah. But she was so upset she called the school about that one. But that, I mean, the bus, my kids have always been like, why can't we ride the bus? And I'm like, the bus is a horrible place.
0: You will not go on the (laughs) bus.
1: You're never going (laughs) on the bus. And that was, like, one of my bus stories. (laughs) I will not, I love you too much to put you on the bus. But, um... Good night. Yeah, so... (laughs) The idea that am I being obedient for the day to me is really hard because I want to set those goals. I want to achieve them. I run to run after them. I want the Lord to say, this is how I want you to be obedient in your life. And I'm like, oh, I got this. Yeah. You know, the daily thing is so much harder. So much.
0: You actually, you know what's interesting is in a roundabout way, you brought up a good point that a lot of our anxiety, public anxiety, how people perceive us do come from past experiences,
1: Oh. right? Yeah.
0: And I think a lot of times we look at, yeah, but I have so-and-so in my life and they're going to view me this way. When in reality, it's not about so-and-so. It's about your perception of yourself based well, on the, I things that raised, you've experienced.
1: The home I was raised in was so work, <coughs> work-driven. work And it, my dad was a workaholic for a lot of years, To the point that we had a neighbor that would come home he'd come home at five thirty at night and we would laugh and mock the family because their dad didn't work very hard. We just thought that was the craziest thing in the world. Like what kind of deadbeat
0: comes home at five
1: thirty. Like, you know. It was just out of my realm of what I valued. Yeah. You know, and so that formed a lot of me of a lot of things. And I think that those things, those opinions we form really little, those lenses that we're looking through, they transfer into our spiritual walk and our view of the Father if they're not addressed, Yeah, you know? Well,
0: and I think this is why you and I have have talked about this in other podcasts, I know, but like when you're forming your schedule and we've talked about the hierarchy schedule, how it's like God, you know, then family, mm-hmm. then whatever, ministry and career, I forget what it is. Anyways, uh, I was actually talking with a friend of ours about this and how oftentimes we mistake ministry for God, Mm -hmm. right? And then we abandon and neglect everything else when the better view, and you've, you've said this a few times, where it's like, God, what do you have for me today, right? Almost like you have the Holy Spirit in the middle and things that we are responsible for or desire to do or hobbies or all of that are like these spokes that come off of the Holy Spirit. And he says, okay, right now, Lacey, today, y- your priority is taking your daughter out on a date. Yeah, but I have to prepare for homeschool this year. Your priority right, right. now is taking your daughter out on a date. You know what I'm saying? Like, But that's it is, is oftentimes when we do this hierarchy in our schedule, okay, this is the most important. I know that this is what God wants, but, you know, boom, 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 boom. We start to misidentify things and being able to ask yourself, and it's something that I've learned how to do is in the morning, okay, what's the most important thing for today? Mm -hmm. What is the most important thing for today? And if I do that one thing, that one thing, Am I successful right or do I want to tick off a couple more boxes before exactly. I do the one
1: thing so that I have more on my
0: accomplished list today
1: <laughs> but I mean what's the most what's gonna be the most um, fruitful
0: mm-hmm. you right. know I mean right.
1: that's that's really what we go back to is are we depending on our own mind yeah to determine what's the most fruitful, or are we trusting the Lord? It all comes back to trust. Yeah. It, no no matter how you shake it, no matter what your excuse is, it all comes back to trust.
0: Right, right.
1: Um, one of the things, I, Nathan, I've told him the story so many times, he's probably so sick of it, but I love it so much because me being such a achiever mindset, it really speaks to me. So one of the devotionals I love is My Utmost for His Highest yeah. by yeah. Oswald Chambers. I've always loved that devotional. And I just, it's so rich. I feel like most devotionals, a page is not enough for me, but he takes a sliver of a verse, not even a whole verse sometimes, and just (laughs) blows the thing wide open to the point you're like, oh, Lord. Um, And so, you know, here I am. I've always loved this devotional. And come to find out, good old Oswald didn't even publish it. He didn't even write it. I mean, he he ministered a lot. He preached a lot. He wrote things. Mm -hmm. But. After he died, it was his wife who compiled it out, mm-hmm. uh, compiled it all and got it published. But we're not like, wow, look at his wife. What an, am- what an amazing, you know, right. woman of the Lord. Like, what an amazing lady. Like, all she did is look at her husband's stuff and go, this is really good. This needs to get out there, you know. <laughs> and he didn't even do it. Yeah. And you look at that and it's like, these are two people that were just being obedient and yeah. the Lord took it and created this thing. And it's, you know, I, I don't think Oswald even knew what kind of success he would become after be, he died, after he died. Cause that yeah. wasn't his agenda. Right. And his wife, I mean, obviously she's not remembered, you know, <laughs> in, I don't even know her name like that, to be honest mm-hmm. with you, but were people have people been changed? Yeah. A hundred percent. And, so you look you look at that and your mo- your motivation has to change from me 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 this is what i want this is my importance mm-hmm. to father my peace is not circumstantial my peace mm-hmm. is resting in you and here's my life you take it and make it what you will and we say that's what we want but the reality of that is so different. The reality of of that is you right now looking at that thing that you want to change and releasing it yeah, and being completely content. Yeah. And that is difficult. That is really, really difficult. That is not as glorious as being like, I'm going to be remembered for everything I've done for the Lord, you know?
0: Right. It's, I don't know. I'm just thinking of like, I'm just yeah. It, I, I'm thinking of how. Uh, okay, this is gonna be a horrible term, but like how not sexy it is. Like it's the least feeling of goodness. It, of feeling of, of goodness. It's no like. <laughs> you
1: really value vocabulary <laughs> here on <in> the steel. <laughs> <household. laughs>
0: yes. Yeah, okay. I. No, but I, like I'm thinking honestly, babe. I'm thinking about exactly what you're saying and the things that we've walked through and how not it's not it's not the and, and even missionaries that we've read about the mission like the oh, missionaries I mean, who've yeah, accomplished so not, much
1: oh gosh yes but it's it's not the it, the they're not in the middle of their story going oh this is going to be incredible they're going god why <laughs> have you allowed this to happen this is going to be the best <laughs> no you know but it's
0: it's those areas of testimony though right we
1: And even that, I want to push back against that because even it's not about my testimony, it's about
0: am I at peace today with
1: the Father? No,
0: listen, listen, what I'm saying is oftentimes we look at our testimony as like, here's the incredible things that God has done in my life. No one wants to do the testimony of like, well, yeah, so God had me homeschool my kids. No,
1: that's not a fun one. That was my I, I attest. <laughs> I raise my hand. No, no, that's what no, I, I mean. Though, but is
0: uh, we want these extravagant noble things. But it's things. trusting.
1: It's trusting God. Like I said in the beginning, it's trusting God to pad what that's supposed to look like. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So these prophecies were not allowed to roll them out in the way we want them to. These yeah. words, these visions, these goals were not allowed. To roll them out in the way we want them to. Yes. We have to be obedient and trust that God is going to do that. And we're going to yeah. be able to look back and go, oh my gosh, look what you've done. You I, know?
0: I, I believe because this is, how, this is how our story has been. This is how we read now on this side of the stories of the Bible. I believe the greatest peace is found in releasing our greatest fears. Yes. Right. You yes. see this in the life of Abraham. Abraham, you were given a promise. Now release that promise. And what was, that's what's because credited to him. That
1: promise became his security. You yep. know, when that promise became Isaac, that became his security. Now I know God's going to do what he said. Yep. And so the Lord said, I need you to give that back to me because yep. you need to trust that I'm going to do what I said even without it. Yep. And that is hard. Yeah. That is yeah. really painful.
0: Joseph. I've given you a, a dream. There's going to be people bowing down to you. And he had to go through decades of release for that to be fulfilled. Right? It's, it's, it's all of those things that we read about and we're like, oh, I, if, if I could have that faith.
1: Well, and I think, too, we also look at that and we go, that'll be a one-time release. Oh, No. No. It's not. No. It's No, it is it daily.
0: is daily. It it <laughs> <laughs> it's sometimes hourly and sometimes <laughs> literal minute by minute. Oh, yeah. It is it it right? It's it's so funny cuz um we, you know we have the freedom booklets, right? We have these booklets that we can point to and say this is my moment of freedom. I did a freedom booklet on this person or on this thing. And how often, the very next morning, is it like, but did I really? Right? But what about this? Or what about what they'll think about you? Or what about, oh, they're doing it again. Did you really become free of that? Because they're still doing it. Right. Or whatever the (coughs) circumstances. It's like, okay, God, I released you our finances. I I entrust you with that. In fact, you've even given me a promise to hold on to.
1: And then you're like all in the glow until your car breaks down the next day. And you're like, Oh, oh no. like <laughs> where are you, God, in this on. desolate place? <laughs> it's hypothetical. True story. <laughs> no, it's hypothetical. Remember? Oh, sorry.
0: I mean hypothetical <laughs> that our battery didn't, the core didn't die, randomly, that we had to pay money for. Hypothetically. <laughs> hypothetical. Anyways, um, babe, will you, will you pray about this and for people and us? Who are struggling
1: so, with? So funny! I thought four people was like for four people.
0: No, no, no! Like, and
1: just sometimes there's only four
0: people listening.
1: <laughs> <laughs> only four play? of you get to receive this, so choose among yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's like
0: playing a <laughs> right. what is it? Where you draw straws. Right. Draw straws.
1: <laughs>
0: no, will you pray for? Will you pray for right. us and and people listening about this idea of peace and release?
1: Right. So, Lord God, I thank you that you do not give up on me. You've never given up on me. and Mm -hmm. Even walking out of this place, you're not going to give up on me. And that you love me. Thank you, Jesus. And I thank you that you love your children. Mm -hmm. That every single person listening, that you love them and that you see them. And every concern they have every goal they have that you see them and Lord Jesus, you have such good things for them and you're not going to give up on them either. And I pray Mm -hmm. that as they move forward, trusting you, that they may be able to release the things they don't understand. They may be able to release the things that seem out of control or not very fun and trust that your will is going to be accomplished in them and i ask lord god that as they move forward that they may be able to have a peace that passes all understanding knowing that you are going to bring them to places of fulfillment that they could never have ever imagined and that you are constantly working you're constantly working behind the scenes you haven't you haven't forgotten you haven't gone anywhere you're not traveling you know you're there um with them and lord i i pray a, spec- a specific Release for people that have always um, battled achievement or um, performance. I pray, Lord God, that they may cling to you and refuse to let go until they are delivered. That they may see your truth. Mm. That they may see that right now where they're at, that you look at them and you smile. That you look at them and you say, Well done.
0: Mm.
1: In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Welcome. All right.
0: Goodbye.